You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. I hope wherever you are listening today that this episode serves you, inspires you, and helps you kick butt in your life and business. And if you are a longtime listener and have enjoyed this show, if you haven't left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts yet, we would love to encourage you to pause this episode and go write a little something-something because we would love you forever. Not that we don't already love you forever, but genuinely, (laughs) reviews help us rank higher in the charts, which helps fund this podcast to continue to provide free education to you twice a week. And it's a freaking treat to be able to do this. So a little five-star review is so helpful and encouraging for us to read. All right, fam, today's episode is for you if you are an entrepreneur, side hustling, and wanting to go full-time in your business. If you have ever wondered what things we'd recommend to have in place before you say goodbye to your nine-to-five or before working fully for yourself, this episode is gonna help you out. Going full-time can be so scary, we know, but it doesn't have to be. We both did it once and have been there. You are not alone. And we hope this episode helps you feel a whole lot more prepared to make the big leap. So here's our top five tips to get you ready to go full-time and crush it in your business. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. This one is for all my people that are side hustling. Okay, that was was delightful. I don't know why I decided to start off with a song, but here we are. (laughs) It was like a spoken sing song song. It was like a little jingle, but anyways, let's move on. (laughs) All right. Today, we are going to be starting off strong with... uh, really uplifting encouragement that's just going to really make you feel really good about life. Yeah. Lindsay, you want to you start with number one? Yeah. So in general, <laughs> five things to have in place before going full-time with your business or your side hustle. Ready for it? Yeah. Number one, have a backup plan. <laughs> now, <laughs> when we You're say You're probably like, like, close out of this podcast now. <laughs> you're like, well, thanks. My confidence is down the drain. Um, <laughs> we say that because it's just a smart thing to say. And we and, yeah. and we don't want you to feel like, oh, they don't believe in me because we do. Or that you shouldn't believe in yourself. Right. Because also you not should. true. You should also believe in yourself. Yes. But I yes. think it's very smart to have a backup plan. And when we say that, all we mean is to save, plan, or prep for off seasons, like have an emergency fund if at all possible, and be smart about going full time. And yeah. when I say have a backup plan, that could literally just be like, have an option so that when or not when, if this full-time <laughs> leap doesn't work out the way you thought you would right in now, this current time. in this current yeah. time, then can you go back to the job that you were at previously? Could you get a job? Are you able to yeah. get a job? I think the answer to most of those are yes. Or would you be okay without one? Right. You know, it, it, would it be okay if, if you weren't making the income that you thought you were and you're, you know, just trying to keep building for a six months to a year. Like, will you be okay? Will you be able to get food on the table? I think that's kind of more of what we're just like, yeah. 
have a backup plan. Like basically make sure you're still able to have a roof over your head and eat. Um, And whether that's like a backup plan or savings fund or whatever, just be aware of making a a wise decision. That doesn't mean that you can't make a risky decision or that, you know, it's not going to be a big leap or something like that. But just be aware, okay, if this doesn't work out and we are struggling to put food on the table right now, I can go get a serving job or I can go, you know, babysit on the weekends or whatever that looks like. You can figure out a way to make sure that you're still eating your yeah. your meals. <laughs> Real life example, when I went full time, my husband was still in school, but he was working two jobs, which mm-hmm. rock star. Let's just snaps for Andrew because yeah. he was a student and working two jobs so that I could go full time. So in that scenario, that's like a backup plan in the sense of if it didn't work out for me, we were still being able to live because he was still having two jobs and then I could go do something else. Um, Yep. And for me, when I went full-time, I had moved back in with my parents earlier that year. Which is having a backup plan. Yep, to save money and know that if I wasn't able to, you know, make the income that I thought from photography, that I would still be able to have a roof over my head and food on my plate Um, because my parents are the best ever and I love them to death. But that was part of my backup plan. And then the other thing was when I quit the restaurant and decided to go full-time with photography, I knew that if I needed to, I could go back and serve at that restaurant again, which God bless I did not have to do because, ah, no, was not my favorite place on earth. But I knew that between living at my parents and having a job where my managers really loved me, I had a really good reputation there, I could go back to serving, you know, even one or two days a week at the restaurant if I absolutely needed to. But I didn't need to, but I was just trying to be aware of my options to make sure that I was making a smart decision, even though it was a crazy leap. I had made like, I think like $8,000 from photography the previous year, like after all the expenses, because I was just pouring money back into like investing in gear and and traveling and like eating tons of costs to travel because I was trying to break into destination space, like all this stuff. Like I made like eight grand the year before. And I was like, yeah, let's go full time. But like <laughs> I, I made, I think like, if I remember right, that first year, I think I made like, I went from eight grand the previous year to like 75 grand or something like that the next year because I had taken the leap to go full-time. So we're not trying to discourage you from not going full-time. We're just trying to make sure that you at least have some sort of safety net at some capacity, whether it's a spouse who's going to support you or parents you could move back in with or a serving job that you know you could get or whatever that you've thought it through. Yeah. Number two is to ensure demand and your own supply. So what we mean by that is what industry are you going into? Is it something that nobody has ever done ever and you have no proof that that you can do it? Like do you have never have had clients before? Do you have, well, I don't know what grammar that was, but basically I'm saying like, <laughs> have you ever had booking clients in the industry that you're trying to go into or or sales yeah. or customers or whatever? Um, yeah. So is there proof of interest? Are other people doing what you do successfully? Are you talented yeah. or can you learn to be talented at what you're trying to do? Like those are yes. hard questions that you need to ask yourself. But if there's at least proof of concept and and people have been asking about, I think the best honest situation is getting enough proof a little bit before you go full-time to actually have had booking clients in the past, have had yeah. people buying from you, have had people inquiring for your product or service. And then yeah. like you're, no, you're not to the level of full-time, but you're still like, you have a proof of concept. Yes. You're like, people are interested in what I'm offering. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's, there's a likelihood that if I give this the time and energy that I need to, I can take this and and blow it up. But yeah. at least you know that there are some nibbles on that fish hook. <laughs> yeah. Because I think there is a there is a situation and Evie 
I remember literally the time when you were dealing with this, where you had your waitress job and Mm -hmm. you were giving your all to photography at night, like all every hour that you weren't at the restaurant. And you hit a breaking point where it's like you just physically did not have any more hours in your day to do it. And so you hit a wall of like, you couldn't grow your photography business to new heights until you quit your job because that then freed up more all the hours of the day to then pour into your photography. Yes. So it's, yeah, there comes a point when I think you hit that breaking point where you just physically need more time. Yeah. And you can also jump before that. I should have jumped way before I did, honestly, um, and gone full-time. I was just not totally sure. Lindsay was the one who (laughs) came out to visit her in Hawaii, and she looked at me, and she basically, like, yelled at me. She was like, why are you still working at the restaurant? I was like, why are you a server? I want to do the SpongeBob voice, like, why are you a server? (laughs) (laughs) She literally screamed at me, though, but that was the nudge I needed. I should have gone earlier. But the point is— there was an, a demand and a request. People were inquiring for my product or service. There was a need. And then I recognized I was able to supply what people were needing. I had the skills. I built up my photography skill, skills over years. That whole year of working at the restaurant, living with my parents, I, like I said, was reinvesting back into a ton of my gear. So I was building that up. I was, you know, really focusing on building my social media and building out a website and all that stuff. So I had the ability. I just didn't have the time. And so I just needed the time. So that's yeah. a big thing too. Also want to throw out there, you don't have to be perfect. And oftentimes you're not going to feel quote unquote ready. So just be aware of that. Sometimes you just have to make sure you have something of quality, not of perfection that people are needing and that you have the skills or at least the ability to grow those skills to provide what people are needing. So don't look for perfection, look for excellence and look for quality in what you're doing. And you can always continue to grow and improve as you go. Mm, So good. All right. Number three on five things I have in place before going full-time is to make sure you are 100 million percent legal legit and ready. So what I mean by that is have an LLC formed or be a sole proprietor or something, have insurance, have a business bank account, do not go full-time, highly do not recommend or highly recommend not going full-time without having those things Mm -hmm. in place. Yeah, you have to make sure your butt is covered. You do not want to start going on your business full-time only to get screwed over because you weren't legally protected. And we have a lot of episodes to help you kind of get started on all things small business legality. So going to run through those now, but they'll also be linked in the show notes. But episode 23, how to get legally legit with the legal page, a good friend of ours. Episode 57, trademarks, copyrights, and intellectual properties, DBAs, and contracts with Rachel Brenke. Episode 61, profit first with Mike Michalowicz. And then episode 96, intimidated by the legal side of your business, covering contracts, do's and don'ts, again, with the lawyer legal page. Um, We love her so much. So those are some episodes that you can go back and listen to. We've had a lot of questions, I think, recently on like, hey, can you do episodes on like legal stuff? And I'm like, honey, we've, we got you. We've already done it. <laughs> Not that we can't yeah. do it more in the future, but those are a lot of episodes just on legal and financial stuff to get you started mm-hmm. on all of that. Yeah. And then make sure you have insurance. Make sure you have contracts in place to protect you and those working with you. All of that. Um, We have contract templates in our shop that we've partnered with the legal page for you guys. So if you need to go check those out, please do go listen to those episodes. All of the above. Just make sure you're you're covered in this leap to go full-time, especially if that's the income that you're relying on. You want to make sure you have your butt covered. Yeah, for sure. All right, number four in five things to have in place before going full-time. Four is have a solid marketing strategy. So 
I know usually, and we kind of talked about this with Evie's story of like, hey, she just physically didn't have more time with her full-time job. Um, Before you go full-time, you probably don't have all the hours in the day that you quite honestly need to do the things that you know you need to do to market successfully online, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But if you have an idea of what to do, whether you've taken a course or you just like have knowledge that you- Or you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, honestly though. Um, And you have like the know-how, but you just don't have time. That's a really good sign that maybe it's time to go full-time if you have things in place. So things in place could be like a website up and running. I recommend ideally not going full-time until you at least have something up on the internet as far as a web platform. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just like something where people can actually find you. I would say active on social media as well. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be posting every single day just to go full-time, but just have an idea of a of a game plan that you want to do on social media. Have an online you. presence where people yes. can find you is kind yes. of the bottom line. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Photographers, listen up. Do you struggle with editing in Lightroom? Are you confused as heck about organizing catalogs, backing up your images, culling takes you actual ages, and editing as a whole just leaves you feeling discouraged and frustrated and maybe bored too? If that is you, consider us a Santa on Christmas morning because we have a completely free Lightroom challenge for you that walks you through everything we just mentioned, including a bunch of tricks and hacks that make editing in Lightroom a million times easier and faster. The challenge includes five videos, roughly 30 to 50 minutes each of Evie and I tackling some of the trickiest topics on editing and teaching you exactly how we use Lightroom to edit drool-worthy photos. We cover our favorite tools within Lightroom that will change your editing game, and we teach you how we import Cole, upload, backup, and catalog our photos in a way that is efficient, fast, and reliable. You don't want to miss this challenge, my friend. And if your editing needs a refresh and you just want to know how we edit our photos, this is the place to be. Sign up and join the challenge at theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. And we can't wait to see you there. Do you feel like every time you send an email to an inquiring client, there's crickets? You're never getting clients to respond back to you and you're just sitting there like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Well, my friend, we're about to solve your problem full free. Did you know that the most important part of the very first email you send an inquiry is your pricing guide? (gasps) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Yes, and your pricing guide should be an avalanche of professional excellence, details, problem solving, and information for your ideal client. They should walk away from that pricing guide asking, where the heck has this person been my whole life? Now, if your pricing guide isn't leaving your clients in awe, then you need to change it. Now, we are about to help you do just that with our free guide, Seven Essentials to Include in Your Pricing Guide. If you are ready to level up and prove your value to your clients, you need this. Head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash guide dash freebie to snag it. Theheartuniversity.com forward slash guide dash freebie. Um, and then I would say have marketing strategy for both blogging and for social media. So that kind of deals with both website and social media. Yeah. Um, and my question is like, how are you using your blog and social to showcase your expertise, connect with your ideal client and serve your potential clients as it relates to the product that you serve or the product or service that you provide? Um, and that, that just means like, hey, do you have a strategy on how you're blogging, on how you're using Instagram? Do you know that, which again, just listen to a lot of our episodes, uh, which Evie's going to list in two seconds because we we have a lot of episodes on this topic that will serve you as well. So if you don't feel prepared with a marketing strategy for website, blogging, or social, 
Evie, give it to I got you. (laughs) All right. These are just a handful. There are more. We just didn't want to overwhelm you. Episode six, how to write Instagram captions that don't suck. Episode 25, Instagram do's and don'ts with Jamie Dana. Episode 53, feel like you're screaming on social media and no one is listening. Here's how to cut through the noise with Tyler Kemp. Episode 66, hacks to increase engagement on Instagram. Episode 75, how to fully harness the power of video on Instagram. Episode 106, Instagram Reels 101, how to do them and what to post. And episode 113, here's your exact Instagram content blueprint for the next month with Allie Williams. So that's just a a handful of many (laughs) to help you get started with creating social media marketing strategies and really show up and serve people well so that you're getting consistent sales and bookings like regularly as you take the leap into full time. If you haven't listened to all of those, I highly recommend, especially that last one, because I was like, oh, this point is to like have a solid marketing strategy. And that last one with Allie Williams is is a content blueprint. And it literally yeah. is like a free coaching call. Um, so it's it's yeah. a good episode. So, I mean, they're all great episodes. But uh, yeah, so have a solid, solid marketing strategy before you go full-time. And that doesn't mean that you have to be implementing everything right. before you go full-time. That just means you at least know, okay, I have a website up. It, it's not perfect. It needs more work. Or, you know, I'm posting on Instagram like once a week or twice a week or something like that. And I kind of have an idea of what I need to be doing once I get the time to be able to fully implement it. So it doesn't mean that you have to have everything perfect right away, but you at least like know the next steps that you're going to take so that you can consistently make sure that you're getting those bookings and those sales that you're needing to support yourself. So number five, the last thing on five things to have in place before going full-time, this one is hopefully just going to give you a good little kick in the pants slash boost. Like, hopefully it's going to help you. Be willing to take risks. I know everything that we've said above is like, have this in place, have this in place, have this in place, have this in place. But the reality is taking the leap to go full-time is a risky leap. And it's it's a, a weighed risk, but it's still something that you have to sit down and be like, am I willing to recognize that this might not work out, that it might be harder than I think, that I could explode and not have the capacity to handle everything all at once. Like, you have to be willing to take those risks, whatever that looks like, and have confidence in what you're doing. Be willing to put yourself out there, believe in yourself, really embrace the chutzpah um, that it takes to be a full-time business owner and to be your own boss. I think even with that, if you're about to go full-time and you're about to take that leap, I want you to write down like the steps that you would take if you fail, like genuinely. Because I, I think you want to take risks, but I think even in that leap, you can you can be logistical about it and write down. And when you write down the steps of like what you would do if you fail, oftentimes it's like, it's not that scary. You'd be like, oh, okay, I would go back to the job that I'm currently at, uh, or like I would just try something new or I would like, what literally would you do? And yeah. I think for me, that just makes it so much less scary. And it it really puts into perspective what I'm doing. Because it's not this big unknown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think in general, people that go into business for themselves are insane. <laughs> we're a nice breed of humans. Um, yeah, it's like, true. <laughs> we're a crazy wild bunch because you have to have that wild risk-taking uncertainty. Yeah. That's what entrepreneurship is. And you have yeah. to be willing to fail, to get up, to try again, to be willing to start before you feel completely ready or before you feel financially secure and, and you are in a nice little cushioned bubble before you do anything. Because if you're yeah. waiting for all those perfect bo- boxes to check or to fall in line, 
then you're always going to be waiting. Like entrepreneurship yeah. is about risk assessment and being willing to do the risky thing and get the reward. Yeah. Um, you're never going to be ready. Yeah, exactly. And so a good analogy, I feel like, is to jump before you fully attach your wings. But yeah. don't, like, I feel like that's, not, also, a, that's not a good analogy also, in the airplane industry. <laughs> well, but also, but what we were kind of saying is like, be aware of like, either you've put a net like far below you. So it's, it's you know, you're going to be caught. You're not going to like die from jumping. And to kind of have a game plan of like, here's yeah. how I attach my wings while I jump and I'm flying. You know yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you still have to take the leap before you fully feel ready. And like, you'll never fully feel ready. But right. what we're trying to encourage you to do is just think it through before you take the leap. And hopefully some of these like principles and things just like have given you that confidence of like, oh, that that's all I need to have in place. Like, I don't have to have, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, S, G, S. Like, I don't have to have a million things in place and I don't have to feel ready and I don't have to like, you know, have everything perfectly in order. I just need to have some basic principles like set up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. And then mostly just be willing to fail. Be willing to take yeah. that risk. You're not, I, you are most likely not going to fail, but you have to be willing to like, to risk that. Yeah. Because if you're not willing to risk failure, you're never going to do anything. And the reality is that is a failure. So you're never going to avoid failure in life. Like by not doing anything, you're you're doing nothing. I mean like and yet you're still going to be failing because life was made for risks and for, you know, trying new things and you have to be willing for failure in one way or another and not be afraid of it because it's just a part of life. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So have those things in place. Be strategic. Be smart. Yeah. Have have stableholds. What words what? am I even saying? What am I trying to say? Strongholds? Staples? Something like Placeholders? that. Placeholders? Placeholders in place? No, that's not it. Whatever. I don't know what I'm I trying to say. I have no idea what like, you're trying to say. Like have things in place. What is the word for that? Have stapleholders. I <laughs> I'm literally trying to think of what you're saying right now, and I don't know what you're There's trying to— There's a word out there. Stakes in place? Maybe. I don't know. Like, what, do you have a mental picture that you're trying to paint? Like, like I a, don't know what you're saying. Like, something that holds up a tent. Like a, like yeah, a stake like, in the ground. Like, stakes in place. I don't know if that's to, For analogy. that net. Stakes yeah, in place sure. to, like, hold up that safety net. Sure. That's what I'm trying okay, to say. Like, you okay. need to have those things. <laughs> but I think overall, which is what we're trying to get at with this fifth point, is take the risk. Like, I yeah. think that's something that you as an entrepreneur have to have if you are truly going to be successful is yep. that that risk assessment that says, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it yep. and be smart about it, but I'm going to go for it regardless. I'm going to take that risk. I'm going to be willing to fail. I'm going to be willing to be embarrassed. I'm going to be yep. willing to fall flat on my face and learn and grow from this and get up and try again because that's what an entrepreneur is. And I think that's, that's a certain type of confidence that you have to have as an entrepreneur. Yes. Amen. Boom. Preach it. Okay. We got a little sidetracked with the stakes, but we got there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just run through really fast the five things to have in place before you go full-time. Number one, have a backup plan. Number two, ensure your demand and your own supply. Number three, make sure you are 1 million trillion percent legally legit and ready before you take that leap. Number four, have a solid marketing strategy. And number five, be willing to take risks and to fail. Okay. Hopefully, hmm. my friend, that was helpful. That was encouraging. That was inspiring. We believe in you. This leap so of, much. of 
a side hustle to full-time is one of the most exciting things you will ever do. And we are here to cheer you on. Hopefully this podcast and the ones that we are linking and have recommended to you are just so helpful in in getting you ready to take this leap. But we just want to make sure you know we are here for you. We are in your corner and we are here to see you succeeding in everything that we do in the Heart University is to make sure that you are crushing it in your business. So if there's anything else that we can do to really help you, let us know. We are here cheering you on and ready to see you succeed. Well, and with that, we out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we will see you on the next episode.